Hey, yo, what's poppin'? Sports fans, once again, Monday night. That means your boys Mac and Mac are back. Talk about the last week in sports. And uh, we we gonna cut right into it, man. UFC, the last two cards, uh, bangers. Um, bangers. This one was no exception. UFC 281 in the Mecca, Madison Square Garden. Um, bro, this lineup legit um i'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to you um of the fights that were listed uh we're just going to talk main card all right yep um so we had dan hooker claudio uh pulis uh frankie edgar uh it's been a while since i said that man's name uh chris Gutierrez, <laughs> uh poirier and chandler which low-key i was just that was brought if man that was a good one. Then we had the co-main, uh, Carla, yeah, Esperanza and uh, Wei Li Zhang, which also was dope. And then, uh, of course, yep. we had Israel Adesanya and Alex Peria. So, my man, give me your rundown, man. What did you like? What didn't you like about 281? UFC 281, for all intents and purposes, probably is going to go down as one of the best cards in the history of the UFC. Damn. When it's all said and done, Son. top to bottom, <laughs> this this Son. was a great card. You know what that that gives us a, a little bit of probably for a future episode, just just a as a a side a bonus, probably ranking giving the people our, our top five, maybe top ten if we want to expand it out because top five yep. is you're gonna have to sit and think for a while, but top ten uh, UFC cards. Yeah, yeah. I'm down for that. But but continue. I'm down for that. Continue. But but yeah, <laughs> top to bottom, this was an excellent card. Um, yeah, surprises in there. Some things I weren't so surprised about, but my biggest surprise of the night probably was Dan Hooker beating uh uh Puelis because that guy's a he's a leg lock tactician, and you've seen it in the fight. Uh yeah. I didn't and with Dan Hooker being on a losing streak, I'm, I actually felt really good for Dan Hooker getting that win uh, and getting it mm-hmm. the way he got it. So that was that was probably my biggest surprise of the night. I thought Israel Adesanya was going to walk out of their champion until he didn't. <laughs> and that speaks volumes of Alex Perez. If there was 10 more seconds in round one, he would have had it. He, yeah, he was out of there. But that speaks to get him so, in. Yeah, yo, it speaks to his recovery, right? Because he was out of there, he was out and came back right, (laughs) right back in round two. Um, even though he lost, I think, I think you could give him rounds one and definitely five if they'd have went to the to the decision. Um, you could have argued a case for 4 0 for uh Izzy, but. The fact that Pereira stuck out and and then ended up getting the the KO out of it, and then that corner when they were in the corner in the corner for the fifth round, his corner told him exactly what mm-hmm. he needed to hear to go back out there and knock him out. Because they're like, "Hey, you need the knockout. You know you got to go out there. Just let your hands go." And not too many fighters in that position because he had been getting wrestled. We seen Izzy wrestling. That's another big surprise. Um, yeah. We've seen Izzy wrestling, 
using using a little bit of wrestling to get him tired. Uh, that wore him down. He wasn't as effective. And until he heard those words from his coach, and he went out there and pulled out the fight. Um, very good fight. Fight of the night for me was, of course, Chandler and uh, Dustin Poirier. Chandler needs to go back to the drawing board, I think, because he has this style, which is it makes for a good fight, but it doesn't always get you a win, especially with these elite guys. So he comes out there. He's very power heavy. Um, and you've seen it in the first round. He put it on Dustin, but Dustin caught him and damn near had him out of there in the first round. And he ended up gassing himself out. And with these elite fighters, if they could stick around like that, that's what you're going to see out of a Michael Chandler fight. Very effective early, not so effective late. And all you have to do is last. Not too many people can, but the people who can are usually in that championship contender discussion you know so i think he yep. needs to go back down there we've seen the same thing out of justin gaethje gaethje was one of those fan favorite heavy power shots i'm going out on my shield type of guys when he slowed his game down and you know paced himself throughout his fights then you start seeing the contender that he is uh so i think mm -hmm. i think if he goes back and works on those things he'll be fine Whaley Whaley zhang versus <laughs> carla esparza I felt so sorry for Carla Esparza. Me and Wiz were talking during this uh, <laughs> during, during this pay per view. I was like, "Dude, she looks like a lamb to the slaughter, bro." Like, bro. <laughs> but I, it, bro. Ended up, it ended up being a good fight. Like the like when she came out, it was just like I'm just here to be mm -hmm. sacrificed. You know what I mean? Like I'm. This is the altar, Abraham. Why, why do you think that is, man? Like, like why? Why do you think? I mean, the energy was just—I don't, I don't know. Like it, it was off during the intros. Uh, yeah. You know. Jane came in, and I mean, I'm—I'm I'm just like I don't know. She just looks focused, you know. Um, and and normally that's how I would say most fights when a challenger comes out, they know this is my shot. You know, I'm going right. all out. The champ—I don't want to say the champ is never as engaged or as 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 fully motivated as the challenger. But I can see cases where a champ just may be like, sometimes I just got to do the bare minimum. I'm not saying they all do that. Right. Some are just like, right. bro, if we take it to the cards. If I can make these things look close, odds are they're going to, you know, unanimous decision is going to come back to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, right. But, but Jang went in there and I was just like, Lord Jesus, like it is. No respect you know, like, for it. No respect for her power. It was, none. it was all wrestling. And even on the ground, she was scrambling. So I was like, oh, yeah, she came here like, fuck this chick. I'm about to get her out of here. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was the energy, that was the energy she came in on, bro. Like, she was in there like. On to the next. <laughs> yeah. Let me get this out the way quick, fast, so we can we can, we can can get this belt oh, you gave us my You gave us five rounds? I'm only going to need two. I'm, yeah. <laughs> we can do a three-rounder. And I'm walking out of here early. <laughs> You could have put this on regular ESPN <laughs> in between sports centers because I'm coming yeah, out we, serious with this. Yep. Yep. Um, but let me yeah. ask you this, man. Dustin Poirier. Yep. Has he has he done enough to put him in contention to now go for that uh lightweight belt in your eyes? 
In my does eyes, he need a couple more fights on him? I say at least one more, right? So, because before the think, fight, right? Before the fight, UFC had him the number two contender behind uh, Oliveira, Oliveira, and then of course, yeah. So, then you got the champ. Uh, yeah, then you got the champ there, Islam. Do you think he's done enough to get that look? To Islam, or does he need one more fight under him? He needs one more fight. And the guy who he should fight or probably will be fighting, he talked about it in a post-fight uh, post press conference that mm-hmm. he thinks Benil Dariush is a good fight. And Benil Dariush deserves a championship fight, but he's not going to get it because of Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, I think that would be a good fight to make if Benil doesn't get that fight. I think Benil versus Charles Oliveira is a good fight, even though the outlier here is Charles Oliveira. He's a former champion, right? Um, He just lost to Islam. He got worked. He got got his ass whooped. But is is a rematch really warranted here? No. Can he be... Dustin Poirier, he's already beat him. So I think the fight to make right now is probably Darius versus Poirier. And you get that out of the way. And then whoever wins out of Volkanovsky and uh, Islam should fight Oliveira. So you have him sit for a while. Let that picture become clear and then you fight. Okay. So you think Dustin's best case is just chill? And let the no, talk I think settle you out. Fight. See what the fuck's going on. I think oh, yeah. you should fight. You say uh, Benil Darius. Uh, Darius. Yeah. Right. And um, is uh Islam and Alex are they fighting for? What are they, are they fighting for? His belt. Yeah. So during two eighty one, what they announced, right. what they announced mm-hmm. during two eighty one is Volkanovski is gonna fight Islam Makaya for. 155 pound strap and then there's going to be a 145 pound interim belt that's going to be on the line um, in the in the event that he wins but there's already an interim fight scheduled Uh, I think it's between uh, Yair Rodriguez and Josh Emmett I believe they're going to be fighting for that belt and I think the winner of them, mm-hmm. whatever happens between Islam and Volkanovski, I think Islam's going to fucking murder Volkanovski, but that's just me. Whatever happens in between between that fight determines what's going to happen with the 145-pound belt. If he wins, I, I imagine he's going to move up and stay up at 55. If he loses, mm-hmm. I guess he's going to go back down, and then they'll have that interim fight. Yeah. Um. But uh, let, let's talk the main card, man. What do you see in uh, Adesanya's future, man? Um, obviously, at that time before the fight, he was ranked number two pound for pound behind Alexander. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he was the middleweight champion. Uh, got beat by the number four contender, Alex uh, Peria. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I admire how uh, Israel is like, I'll fight whoever, wherever, right? Um, I, I like that attitude about him. Um, yeah. He'll go up and wait. He'll change weight classes. He'll fight 
whoever. You know what I'm saying? He he just loves to fight. Um, bad loss, I'll say. Um, I think he was mm-hmm. the, the heavy favorite to win. I know he. I, I had him as a heavy favorite to win. No, I had I had I had Pereira Pereira winning this fight. Oh, you had, had Pierre. Win. Oh, okay. What 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 made you lean that way uh, prior to fight? Prior to fight is is the simple fact that he already had two wins over Izzy. Though they weren't MMA wins, he he had mm-hmm. two wins over him. One one was a decision. The second was a knockout. And the second knockout happened exactly how this fight happened. Hmm. I ain't gonna lie, man. Uh, when your boy Alex came out there, he looked huge. I was like, yeah. God, yeah, damn, that is yeah. a shit. <laughs> Hopefully they don't wrestle. And uh, you know, they 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 were striking from the most part. And uh, yeah. and I'm just like, bro, if you strike, Israel hands down has the event to me. Now, granted, uh, like you said, they did fight in the past. I'm looking at it as as far as in the UFC. Israel seems to have found a, a formula that works for him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, he he kind of brings, I, I think he, again, like I was saying, the champion, he knows he has to get in here. Kind of Floyd Mayweather mindset, you know, I'm going to hit him more than he hits me. Do a couple, you know, I just got to do enough to get this here. Um, in round one, I was like, this man is probably not looking for the card. It looks like he is going for the 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 knockout here. Um, oh, which, yeah. like I said, ten more, probably five more seconds in round one. Five. Uh, yeah, it was gonna be it was gonna be a wrap. Uh, oh yeah, that, five seconds. That is a save by the bell. That fight's over. <laughs> that is a save by the bell if I ever saw one. Um, but like you said, man, hey, that boy a, looking for not more than that beating moment. like that. A beating like that, the sit down for what do they give you like a minute in between rounds to yeah. get your shit together yeah. and get up and then get back out there because you know Izzy's corner is just like bro, ain't no way this motherfucker his head is right. You saw what you did to him, go back right. out there and get him. And for uh for for uh Alex to get back out there and do what he did to 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 change up the dynamics of that fight, one hundred percent props to him. Um, I was not upset with the outcome. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't upset. Um, man put his heart out there, gutted it out, got the win. It is what it is. Yep. But um, that's going to shift some stuff up. Uh, what do you see moving forward for Israel? Uh, immediate rematch, because there is there is a little bit of a, a little bit of what if he was actually okay. Um, I wasn't too much of a fan of the stoppage. I agree with it. I wasn't too much of a fan, um, simply because if he if he was okay, which he immediately protested, that's why I was like, "Oh, this might have been a bad stoppage." Mm-hmm. He he immediately protested it, so there's a little bit there to say, "Okay, that's enough for an immediate rematch." Plus, he was winning the fight. You go back there now. Keep in mind what these two are fighting for is. Is high level shit. This is like two of the best strikers in the history of the UFC fighting each other. Yes. So wh- whoever comes out on top in the in the rematch is probably going to do some record breaking shit afterwards. Uh, but I see, <laughs> I see them, I see them p- 
possibly rematching. If Pereira gets the, the better of Darwin, uh, it's kind of hard to say Izzy sticks around 185 because he's cleaning the division out. I kind of want him to lose this fight, but I don't like going against Izzy. But I think if he does lose this fight, yeah, yeah. If he does lose this fight, possibly go up to 205 and and see what you could do there. That division's right for the taking. Um, And with Perea, it just opens up the division for bigger fights because he hasn't fought any of these elite guys. Now, that being said, he beat Israel Adesanya, who cleaned out the division. But he hasn't faced any high-level wrestlers in that division, right. which Robert Whitaker yeah, is I would a high-level wrestler. Whitaker, Kenanier, they probably just like, my turn. Licking chops, <laughs> Not that Izzy like Izzy don't got the belt, let me at him. Yeah, let me <laughs> at him. Even uh, as, soon as, he, as soon as he won, oh, what up? We got Brian Rex in here. What up? Beat Rex in the building. What's good, man? <laughs> But uh, but as soon as uh, as soon as that fight was over, you had um, uh, what's his fuck? What is Kamzat? Kamzat Chemaev was calling for a fight with the champion. So you know it it opens up the door for a lot of possibilities if he wins this rematch. But I know there's gonna be a rematch because that that was a great fight, and you have enough there to go for a bigger bag. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, especially with the bad blood between them, um, I think UFC yep. should probably, on a promotion thing, start promoting that. Um, I don't think enough of that. The past fights, um, and I don't know if it's because whatever contracts or some UFC can't use, you know, other uh, fighting entities or something like that. But I mean, obviously, there's bad blood there, um, as brought up by you. Two previous fights before this, uh, Izzy 0-3, you know, mm-hmm. against my man Alex here. Uh, don't think that Izzy doesn't know that. Izzy knows he needs to beat this dude. Uh, it's probably the the one demon in his in, in his in his you know head that's that's living rent free is fuck. I can't get this dude. You know, yep. <laughs> I could fuck everybody else up, <laughs> but except him. this one. Yeah, you know. And um, do you think that makes it a uh, uh, well, hey, what's up, uh, B Rex? We'll get to that in a bit. Do you think that that'll have uh, Izzy? You know, he, he gave himself the style bender. Um, do you think he'll switch up his style in the in the rematch? You think he'll still want to stand up and strike just to prove he's a better striker, or is he going to switch it up and probably do more of a, a, mm. a ground game to, to, to take him off? Because he's That's a smart a player. Question. I would assume he would, yeah. he would want to kind of switch it up, hopefully. But I, I get his pride and and I want to beat this dude at his game type stuff. Yeah. You know, he's he's a showman at heart. Right. But he's cerebral too. So I'm just like, you think he'll switch it up? I think what worked for him is what he should go back to. And what worked for him is when he got into the wrestling, he was able to tire him out. If you go back to that sooner. And if you work wrestling into your camp and make that a focal point, because he did well there. Now, granted, this was some of the shittiest wrestling I've seen from a champion (laughs) in a long time. But 
the fact that he was able to to keep him down and you know tire him out do a little bit of ground and pound like that worked for him that got him points it tired uh it tired Perea out and by the time that fourth round came around you know he was he was kind of gassed and he needed that boost that he got from his corner at the end of that fourth round to go out there and say I don't have to fight another round I'm just going to empty the tank and that's exactly what he did and it got him the, it got him the victory but if you do that earlier on Izzy's point like you could tire him out to where he doesn't have that when it's time for you to just put him out of his misery so I think yeah. if he if he works a little more wrestling into his game, yeah, switch the style up a little bit. I think he'll come out champion again. That and utilize a front kick, something he normally does that he didn't do a lot of this fight. He he didn't utilize his front kick a lot, and he normally does it when a person's trying to advance. He didn't do that a lot in this fight. If he utilizes his front kick and catches him on the way in. With his striking, because when when Perea advances forward, his hands are normally up and swinging. Yeah, and, and utilize that front kick, and he he might he might come out of this champion. I'm sure if I'm speaking on some shit like this, I'm sure he's looking at it like I have a game plan already. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. B Rex asks, uh, "Do we think Chandler is a dirty fighter?" No. I don't I don't think he's a dirty fighter. Now, what I what I do think, <laughs> what I do think is Poirier's not buying it. <laughs> he's not he's not buying the excuses. Right. But I, I saw it and I was like, he's fish hooking him. I saw him in the fight. I was like, he's fish hooking him. And mm-hmm. he looked up at the referee and the referee was saying something, and, and Chandler was like, Dog, he's putting his fingers in his mouth. I know you see this. Like the whole conversation, I'm looking at it like, yeah, he fish hooked for real. So I don't think he's a dirty fighter. I do think he was trying to find an advantage. And yeah, that it it was an accident. I think I do think it was a legitimate accident because you didn't see him do this in any previous fights. There's not enough evidence there for me to say he's a dirty fighter. I'm in your boat. I'm not going to come up here and classify him as a dirty fighter. If he pulls stunts like this in a future fight, then you start having a trend of (laughs) this dude is a, but for this fight, it was, don't you find that suspicious as Dr. Umar would say, (laughs) don't you find that suspicious? Like it, it was, look at his other fights. I have not seen this level of of like you said, fish hooking, and B Rex is in here saying, uh, you know, spitting blood in his fa- like, I. <laughs> Dustin Dustin no. was in the fight. D- Dustin was in there. Dustin was in there. Dustin came out, and Dustin said what he said. Now, will I lean towards Dustin and be like, uh, you think everything what Dustin said was valid? Him being in the ring, getting them hands put on him, and all that stuff. I would say, hey. He yeah, he absolutely has a right. Yeah, he, he knows he what happened right in there. I, all I'm seeing is whatever camera angle is is showing me what, and the cat the camera isn't always in the right position to see that see the fucked up shit. Um, I think 
Chandler kind of went balls to the wall the first couple rounds, getting in there, laying them hits. He was trying to go all out. I think he knew he didn't have the gas to go the the distance. Uh, he was right. trying to do what he could do to get the shit over with quick. Dustin was like, I ain't here for that shit. Come over here and let me put your ass to sleep right quick. You know? I mean, uh, but seriously. It went brown, bro, bro got punched I was like, in the bro, nose. Yeah. And it was like fruit ninja. Like, shit was just leaking <laughs> everywhere, bro. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, like, the last few cards, man. I'm just, bro, I don't see how you get in the, the ring after that. I'd be like, bro, y'all ain't even gonna, like, bleach up this blood. Retired, this man, man is... Bro, look at this mat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be telling this dude, hey, we can't fight in that spot over there, man. You see all that blood? Fuck all that. <laughs> right on this side crime of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Tape that part of the octagon off, bro. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, um, I like I kind of like the the scrappy. I guess that's 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 well I'll call this instance. The scrappiness of Chandler. Uh, he probably needs to reel that shit in if he was doing all of this shit that Dustin was saying. Um, because nobody wants that type of shit. You know, when 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 the 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 rate of injury and the risk of injury is already high from legal moves, you don't need this illegal shit. He put right. his finger in the mouth of the the wrong motherfucker that trained under Tyson from the 90s, and then he gonna pull out a nub. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Lucky I ain't in that bitch. I'm be like, hey man, you do that shit again. I'm biting your fucking I'm finger. Bite off. Your ass. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Do the fucking glove, my guy. Try that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Big Herb Diva be like, hey, he told you not to put his finger in there, man. Hey. Now look at you. <laughs> I heard him say stop it, and you ain't stop it. Hey. Nah, you you gotta <laughs> surgery. Yep. Better go talk to Jason Pierre Paul, get one of them four fingered gloves. He'd be out there playing because <laughs> that's what he's gonna be using. Oh uh, shit. Uh, but all in all, on your assumption that this is one of the best cards ever, I would say yes. Uh top to bottom. I love the uh the the women's co-main there again. Loved it. Jang is about to be a problem. Um, but uh Dustin, I'm I'm glad he I'm glad he got he's back on his shit. Um I noticed we didn't talk about Frankie and uh <laughs> and Gutierrez, but uh you know that, that was a nice appetizer it, fight. <laughs> it goes without saying. <laughs> goes Frankie without was saying. like, I'm back. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> No, I think you I got not. my swagger back. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Cool. But um, as always, you know, biggest thing to talk about now. Uh AP polls are out tomorrow. The uh college football playoff committee will meet up again to give yep. us their uh their their top four teams, which I'm assuming will probably remain uh unchanged. The all top four teams winning this weekend. But um, what are some of the uh the biggest takeaways from this past weekend in college football that you're looking at? I know when it comes to losses, who do we have? UCLA, UCLA lost to Arizona State. Uh, yep. 
So that that was a that was an odd one. I think it was just Arizona. Might have been Arizona State, but they lost to somebody who was supposed to lose to. Um, yep. An Oregon loss to Washington, uh, which was a big kick in the nuts of uh, Pac-12 chances to get in this thing. Um, yep. So now you got Oregon up there with two losses overall. One of them to, I believe they played Georgia week one, got ran over. Um, yep. Then they lost Washington. So I'm thinking, like, to me, bro, that's it. Like, ain't no way you can get back in there. Um, USC still has the one loss, I believe, to Utah. And Utah is playing well. So, mm-hmm. you know. Strength they schedule. Probably the highest, they probably have the highest chance if some tomfoolery was to, was to happen uh, in the upcoming weeks. Because we already got two um, two conference championships set. And the ACC will be Clemson against North Carolina. I don't see the winner of that getting into the, the college football playoffs unless catastrophe fucking happens. And then we have LSU and Georgia already set for the SEC. Um, yeah. I think we're still waiting to hear about the Big Ten, Big 12, and Pac-12. Um, so what are your thoughts on what's going on, man, this past weekend? Um. Well – you're going to have some pretty pissed off outliers, bro. Um, Cause Tennessee won, <laughs> even though they lost the, they uh-huh. lost to Georgia. They won handedly beating Missouri. Uh, LSU stuck out a win with uh, Arkansas. Yeah. They, they going to be pissed off. Cause I, I pretty much don't see them getting into the four. Maybe Tennessee sneaks in there. Maybe if TCU loses one game, they're out. Oh, yeah, they're like out. they're falling, yeah. they're falling yeah. far. But for now, they have Tennessee. a case to be in there, you know. So, go ahead, yeah. For do. now, yeah, for now, they so, have that. They have that. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep, TCU wins the, the Big 12 championship where they the two best records play, right? Um. LSU beats Georgia in the SEC I don't see that championship. Happening. I don't see it happening. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me. I'm just throwing shit out there to, 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 <laughs> to make motherfuckers think. Like, Cause I mean, I don't think nobody saw them beating Alabama either. Like this Alabama took their one L against Tennessee. So any given, any given Saturday where they play, uh, the South's favorite coach, Brian Kelly, can pull something out his ass and, 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 <laughs> and shock the world, right? This is true. Shock the world. Do you see an instance where LSU leapfrogs both Tennessee and TCU and gets into the fucking college football playoffs based on beating Alabama and beat Alabama? It. So if they so LSU probably had the hardest strength to schedule. If they pulled that off, beating Georgia mm-hmm. and beating Alabama and beating mm-hmm. Ole Miss, mm-hmm. which the, Ole Miss at the time was like seven. So if they pulled that off, yes, they deserve to be number four. Okay. Leapfrog in Tennessee. Yeah. And yeah. TCU. Like because if TCU is undefeated, do you still think LSU leapfrogs them into fourth? 
No. No. I got to go back and see if TCU has been putting ass whoopings on people enough to, for them to be like, we up here. Because I don't see another. They, they, they have been dog walking people, but I don't, I don't, if they went out, I don't Kansas. see a scenario where LSU jumps in the fourth place. Oklahoma State. Even okay. beating Georgia. Well, if they beat Georgia, Are, then it, if they beat Georgia, then Georgia falls, obviously, to probably five. Georgia Georgia still makes the playoffs regardless, though. If their only loss is in the SEC championship, they still they they will go to four. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, I'll give you that. So yeah, e- either no, three, either either three, because Ohio State, Michigan, one of them's going to cancel each other out. Yeah, There's yeah, because they have be, to play each other. There's going to be two SEC teams, right? Yeah, there's going to be two they SEC teams. And depending on how close, like if that game was like 41-42, the committee may have pity on either Ohio State or Michigan, knowing that they can't play in the championship because they're in the same division. Which, Big Ten, you got to change that shit up. I don't know how the fuck y'all got to do that. Y'all just can't have y'all two best teams in the same goddamn division in your, you know what I'm saying? You better, you might as well just make it like the Big Ten and the Pac-12 be like the two best teams play for the championship but that's a rivalry game you know what i'm saying so it's like right you're gonna have a regular season rivalry game and then have them playing the championship like that kind of diminishes the rivalry game if that yeah, makes it does. sense yeah you're but right. that's the curse of the big 10 these two are always as of lately because john harbaugh just got his shit together with michigan um you know they're they're just they're gonna be like this for the foreseeable future yeah they will and you don't have – they're the two biggest schools in the in the division, in that conference too. So they're yeah. going to attract all of the all of the big players. So until another program comes along, like you got to have somebody magnificent go to some shit like Illinois, and then you'll have a – like that's like Saban leaving Alabama to go to Illinois. Then you'll yeah. get more recruits there. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, so looking at it, AP top 25 right now, I think the top six teams are the only teams worth really, you could probably sneak in seven with USC there. Maybe there's an outsider's chance they can creep their way in there with their nine and one record. Um, but we're looking at Georgia, Ohio state, Michigan, TCU, Tennessee, and LSU top six teams. Um, Mm -hmm. so your predictions, my guy, here we go. We waited this long. 10 weeks in, <laughs> what, what, what are your predictions? Well, let me go first. Are we ranking them too by seed, or are we just saying the four teams that are in there? Just say who you got as your four, because that, that might change. Georgia, Ohio State. Tennessee. And I mean, I, I don't know, TCU. You got to make a believer out of me, but I think, because like realistically, I don't think LSU is beating Georgia. I would think they would have pity on the loser of Ohio State, Michigan, and there would probably be two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams in this college football playoff. So, Georgia, Ohio State. 
Michigan, and Tennessee. Those are my rankings, too. So then you'd have Georgia playing Tennessee mm. and Ohio State playing Michigan finals. Okay. Then I would have I, Georgia, I, Ohio State in the championship. That'd be me. Crazy talking, but I'm just looking at it like, bro, <laughs> this might be the this because they're going to an expand. They're going to expand it. I don't know if it's next year or whatnot, but I'm just saying you got to expand it to where all college are the top twelve. I wouldn't even say that. I'd say if you want to put it out to eight, maybe, you know, because you got the five power conferences, right? Mm -hmm. ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, SEC. Um, then you have your, you know, your wild card. You know, if you want to give bye weeks or something, you have six. Right. The, the conference champions of the power five, and then your one, you know, at-large bid, the the – the one that's not from the power five, you know, um, which would be right now, if I'm looking at this, who do we got in here? UCF, you know, they would be the, the, yep. the, the, the dude jumping in there. Um, kind of like how Cincinnati was last year, but, um, yep. but yeah, uh, but I'm looking at it. If I'm looking, I'm looking at the schedules. Georgia, Ohio State, Georgia one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, Tennessee four. All right. I'm going to give you a long shot prediction. All right. Give it this to is me. A, this is a long shot at happening, but it's absolutely <laughs> possible. Okay. Georgia. <laughs> uh -huh. Georgia. TCU. USC, Michigan. USC. This is a long shot at happening, but it absolutely is. Is that based on them? That's based on them winning the Pac-12, right? Yes. They're winning the Pac-12. Tennessee cannot win the SEC. So USC is going to jump over Tennessee based on the conference championship. Yes. Okay. Uh, which also means I have Michigan beating Ohio State. That that that's my that's my only back and forth because I'm watching Michigan and if Michigan. One thing tough. that travels it's defense. It's defense yeah. in the run game. Uh, DJ Stroud tough. is is they do they do. Uh, where is that game in Ohio State or Michigan this year? Michigan. Who's at Ohio State? No, it's at Ohio State. Is that, is that Ohio State? All right. Yeah, it's at the horseshoe. Uh, so the only game they have left, uh, Ohio State is playing Maryland before Michigan. So they play that game that Saturday of the Thanksgiving weekend. Mm. Uh, who does Michigan have in between? I know they have like a little warm-up game, Illinois. They have Illinois, which Illinois ain't, ain't, ain't a fucking slouch, man. I think they already. No, they I don't know if they the Big Ten West or whatever they call it, the Western whatever, but um, that might be tough. And I think they're playing in Illinois for that one. No, they're playing in Michigan. Never mind. Illinois getting drug. Um, <laughs> 
yeah, man, it's 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 a toss up on that one for me. I just give it to Ohio State because they're playing at home. Um, and I just for some reason I just think John Harbaugh be choking in these big games, bro. Like I think with all the shit on the line mm. for this one, like it, he, I think I think he'll choke, man. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see. But TCU, huh? TCU. Yeah, those are my rankings too. Okay. TCU number two? Yeah, TCU two. All right. All right. I ain't mad at you. Um, let me just look at these conference. Uh... Big 10 East, Big 10. Yeah. Illinois is at seven and three. Iowa's at six and four. So is Purdue. Well, Minnesota seven and three as well. Mm-hmm. I'll be looking at the Big Ten West. I'm like, what the fuck is y'all doing out here? <laughs> then the big, I mean, but it's it's the the competition is is more even in the Big Ten West because you look at the Big Ten East. It's like Michigan seven and zero, Ohio State seven and zero, Penn State five and two. Then everybody else like three and four, one and six. It's like what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> y'all got to rearrange this shit somehow, man. This is ridiculous. But um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm just proud of uh my Tar Heels going to a conference championship. Boy, man, if they beat Clemson, you ain't gonna hear the end of it. I'm gonna find every <laughs> every brand new Clemson fan over the last five years. I'm gonna find every brand new one of them. Be like, what the fuck? All that shit y'all was talking, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We playing on we playing on New Year's. Y'all y'all get. Get ready for that Beinecke <laughs> car ball, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> the San Diego County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. That's where y'all going. Yep. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it. Yeah, Um. so that's our rankings, man. No more changes. It's on tape. It's on the air. Everybody knows who we rolling now. So now I got to pray because that's a long odds- shot ass. That's a long shot. May the odds ever be here. I mean, we ain't put no money on it, you know. Yeah, we'll 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 gravitate it, and as 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 we go on, we'll start doing preseason picks. You know what I'm saying? Leading into yeah. stuff and and midway checking to see how we doing. But I mean, it's not that far out. I mean, anything can happen on a Saturday. I mean, this Saturday popping off right now. That whole that whole thing can just come into play even more for you. So yeah, we'll see. I was hoping to see Oregon make some noise, but you know it is what it is. The underdogs, man. These these kids, every time they're an underdog, they just play extra hard. They just want to yep. spoil everybody else's fucking party. And congratulations yep. to Washington. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking did it. <laughs> Couple hours down the road, too. Sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't care. <laughs> they don't. All right. All right. Now, uh, some crazy games yesterday in the NFL. Um, the biggest one that I had no outside of fantasy because I had Justin Jefferson playing. Who? God, did you see his catch? Jesus oh, my Christ. God. <laughs> My I was God. like, oh, turn through that fucking interception. And then no. Justin rolled over and 
I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. I needed Justin to go the fuck off. And boy, did he go the fuck off. Yes, he did. Um, But then let, let's just start with that game. Buffalo and Minnesota. Now, Minnesota goes into that game at the time, six and one. And everybody is kind of sleeping on them when it comes to the NFC comp. Like nobody's talking about them in, in the NFC. When it comes to that conference, Eagles, watch out for the Niners, the Seahawks. Oh, they got Geno. They they come. I'm just like, bro, these cats over here with like a four-game lead in their division. Yep. Cruising since losing week two. They, they ran into the Eagles. I get it. The Eagles are buzzsaws right now. Ran into the Eagles. Actually played them. Played them good. They they tried, they, but yeah. primetime cousins was just throwing the ball straight to Darius Slay. And that motherfucker. This like, is I true. Not taking up from Darius Slay. Big play Slay. But uh, it is what it is at that point. So they come into that game. Everybody's expecting Buffalo to win. It's in Buffalo. Cold. The, the perfect environment. Fans are crazy. They're turned up. They just lost. Last week, the New York Jets, they ain't trying to lose no two in a row. They trying to keep it keep it close to get that bye week for the AFC. Um, they had it. Yeah. They had Well, man, <laughs> I could not yeah. believe that last play. So they stopped Minnesota at like the two-inch line on a fourth and goal, which would have gave Minnesota the lead. The play prior to that, it was a fourth and goal. Cousins throws to Dalvin Cook out in the flats. Dalvin Cook <coughs> drops the ball right. Why open? Offsides on Buffalo, do it again. I don't know why they just don't hand the ball off to a fullback, uh, a running back, or if you're going to do that QB sneak, you got to do that. Uh, do it. What's that? And in one, the, the one where you get the ball and you just jump and put it over the line. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Tried, tried to muscle it in there. Kirk Cousins isn't the biggest, strongest. He ain't squatting 600 like Jalen Hurts, you know, so he ain't really moving no piles. Comes up short. 40 seconds left, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. So, uh, obviously, you can't take that knee because it'll be a safety. Um, so, you have to get the ball out the end zone. The Bills then go to their uh, QB sneak, which probably has a higher percentage to work in because Josh Allen ain't no bitch, right? Um, right. <laughs> However, in order for the QB sneak to be executed, the snap needs to be executed. <laughs> Ladies and Correctly. gentlemen, the snap was not executed. Uh, when he hiked the ball, and I noticed that he did not move forward, and uh, the way he was positioned, I was like, it looks like he's trying to pick the ball back up. This has to be a safety. And then I saw a couple of Minnesota Vikings jump up doing a touchdown signal. I was like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> Hell no. They better be lying. They better be lying. Turns out they were not. So they get the, the touchdown because uh, they were down four. They get the touchdown, kick the extra point. They're up three. Buffalo has no timeouts left. And I'm just like, y'all just have to keep them out of field. Obviously, they don't, right? Because it's fucking Buffalo. They just like, we can score whenever the fuck we want. We got Stephon Diggs out here. They tie the game. Go to overtime. Justin Fields or Justin uh, Jefferson still cutting up, catching passes all over the place. 
unable to get into the end zone, kicked the field goal. Now here comes Buffalo marching down the field. Easily in field goal range. You can't turn the ball over at this point, right? Um, right. But you want to go win. You don't want the tie. You want the fucking win. And I get it, Josh Allen. Throws the ball straight to Patrick Peterson to end the game. <laughs> Crazy ass game. Crazy ass game. Now we're looking at the games the of the year. Yes. The Buffalo Bills currently sit third in their division. Third. Behind the Jets yep. in Miami. And Miami is no slouch, ladies and gentlemen. So now Miami since trade deadline has been a different team. A scary ass team. Healthy Tua? Jesus. <laughs> and they got Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson was not doing none of this shit in San Francisco. He over here with no. that South Beach vibe. He getting them Cubanos down on South Beach. He's like, bro, this is a whole different vibe out here. Hell Cutting yeah. Raheem Mostert cutting the fuck up. Bro, they they they're ready. So looking at Buffalo, who was the preseason favorite for the AFC representation of the Super Bowl, now sitting third in their division with legit competition there. Miami and the Jets, like, I know I was shitting on the Jets the first couple weeks, but my God. I don't know what Robert Sala talked about. They were one of my teams on the rise. They were. They were, and they rising, my guy. (laughs) Um, But where are you at? Are you ready to cut off? Because I know there's, what, two wild card teams now? Yeah. Yes. So looking at the AFC now, Miami would be in there by winning their division if it was to start now. Baltimore would be in there by winning their division. Tennessee would be in by winning their division. And Kansas City would be. So then you're looking at the next two uh, best records, right? Yep. Those would be in the AFC East, and it would be the Jets, and it would be Buffalo. So Buffalo would be the sixth seed. Going into the playoffs, um, meaning that they would go against Miami would have the bye, so they would be going up against the two seed, which would probably be Baltimore. Right. Um, uh, what what are your thoughts on the Buffalo man? Are are they in a little bit of trouble there as far as a uh, road no. to the Super Bowl? Or? No. Okay. No. Um. What they had yesterday is easily fixable. Mm-hmm. So they fine-tune those things. And I think yesterday might have been a wake-up call for Buffalo. It's like, hey, we're we we're starting to get on cruise street. Uh we need to we need to turn the ship around. And I think you saw enough of that after the game to say it's fixable. Um, they're not in any trouble yet. However, you have the Jets who are starting to really make noise, the Chiefs who are making noise, the Dolphins who are making noise, sneaky teams like the Patriots who yep. who they only let them hang around. Yeah, if you if you if you yeah. let them hang around, uh, that could be that could be ugly for you. So that the AFC East in itself is is. It's, me, it's, it's not a pretty picture for add, them. Add to the fact they're currently in the last wild card spot in the conference. Right. 
so, but New England, at, New England is only a game back. Right. Cincinnati is only a game back. Right. The Chargers are only a game back. So you have yeah. teams right there. And these are all heels. capable teams. Yeah. These yes. are all capable teams. So you can't afford you can't afford to slide. And I think they know that. So with that being said, I think they do steer this ship the right way. They have every tool available to do it. Um, and I think you may see may see a correcting of the path going forward. But that's up to them. It's their future now is totally up to them. They got Cleveland this Sunday. I'm expecting them to handle game. Cleveland. Yeah, that's a winnable game. Uh, yeah, Cle- I don't know what's wrong with Cleveland. Um, they're just trying to maybe they, they have injuries as an as a L, and they're just like we just want Deshaun to come back, see what we got the last part of this season, and then work and on then work from season. there. Yeah, but they they do have injuries that their offensive line is injured. Some of their deep Miles Garrett was hurt, so like you have you have key injuries on that team that stopped them from being being the team that they should be. No, actually, yeah, because Kansas City seven and two. Yep, Kansas City is Kansas City is now my favorite. They're they're starting to click. Bro, they are winning games, um, un Kansas City like, if that makes sense. I'm so used to how they were winning games. Mahomes throwing fucking 500, 400 yards a game. Uh, he's still throwing the ball a lot, but it's not like, like when Tyreek Hill left, I was like, uh, you know, the big plays aren't going to be there. But Andy Reid is a hell of a coach. Yeah, knowing how to tweak the offense to still let Pat Mahomes still do Pat Mahomes things, and you still got Travis Kelsey, who's like a hybrid receiver, tight end type shit, man. Like he, that that man's hands are something else. Um, yes, Juju's out there. You got a uh, the dude they just traded from for from um, New York who was cutting up yesterday. Uh, uh, Tony, I think his last name is. Yeah. Um. You know, so it's it's it's. I look at Tennessee; they're six and three, but I mean, it's they have no pass game. Like if if teams figure out to stop the run, um, you know, it's it's a wrap. They won yeah. against Denver, but I mean, they had this two it's big Denver. splash. Plays. They had two big splash plays to get two touchdowns, and that was kind of like the difference in the game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, it wasn't like a constant, you know pounding so to speak of denver but um yeah man that's the american uh that's the afc so now we're looking like i said the nfc obviously philadelphia is up there eight and no minnesota's eight and one so they're currently the two seed in that conference um Mm -hmm. you got tampa bay winning the south at five and five and Seattle at six and four. So as of now, Seattle's the three seed. Tampa Bay's the fourth seed based off of winning their division. Then you're getting into records, and then you're looking at the Giants at seven and two and Dallas at six and three. Um, let me ask you this. Did that win yesterday? Now you may have already been taking them seriously, but how 
much more serious are you taking Minnesota as a threat or as a is a, a a viable threat for the NFC representation in the Super Bowl? Uh, is right now it's serious. They they are a serious threat right now, based off what they did yesterday. Uh, they played a very capable Bills defense. Their their offense stopped a very capable Bills offense. Uh, right. I think they've proven themselves enough to be serious threats to see themselves in the Super Bowl. And let's face it. I give Kirk Cousins a lot of shit, but for mm-hmm. them to be eight and one means he can manage a game, and if he can stay off his turnovers, they win, which he's Thanks. done a pretty decent job of that this year. He's he's not he's limited his turnovers, and he's managed the game effectively. So with that being said, they are they are serious threats right now now with that being said the compliments that you i don't know the compliments uh it's more like bro just don't fucking turn the ball over kirk and yeah throw it in the flat to dalvin cook if you don't got it or or you know if it's one-on-one with jeff jefferson throw it up let that man moss somebody real quick and you still got feeling out there and you got uh hawkinson from uh detroit Mm -hmm. at the trade deadline a, a great tight end. So you have weapons now, Kurt. We don't. We're not asking you to do too much because you got the weapons now. With all that being said, I had a conversation with somebody at work. They were like, when Minnesota was six and one. Uh, actually, they're like eight and one now. Uh, so when they were six and one, they were like, "Man, Kurt Cousins is a top ten quarterback." I was like, "You are out your goddamn mind." No. Like the team is doing great. The team is doing fantastic, but it's not because of Kirk Cousins. You know no. what I'm saying? When a game is on the line, you can't depend on Kirk Cousins. And he and <laughs> this person was just like, you said when the game's on the line, you can't depend on Kirk. Look at that throw. He made the just. I'm like, bro, get out of here. That was a horrible throw. That was, that a, was Justin Jefferson being yes. Justin Jefferson. Yes, <laughs> more it wasn't more a than a great Kirk, you know, Kirk Cousins throw. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what I'm trying to tell people, like, 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 uh, the Super Bowl shit, like Eli Manning throwing to David Tyree. You talk right. about that's not clutch. Look at that, like, bro, that bro, wasn't he a dime. Threw it that to his helmet. Threat of- <laughs> that was an act of God saying, "Tom Brady, you can't go." Uh-uh. <laughs> that's not happening. But um. I'm glad you agree because it's it's hard to explain that to some people when you're like, well, he's a quarterback of an eight and one team. How is he not? How is he not a top ten quarterback? That's the second best record <laughs> in all of the NFL. How is he not top ten, bro? Because he's not. Like, no, I don't care. You look at stats and everything. Like, he's not that dude yet. Like, he is. No, I was to rate him on tiers. He'd be a plus plus game manager. Oh you know yeah, definitely. Like, he would be top tier one of game managers. Kirk Cousins would be it. Yes. Kirk Cousins would Because every now and then, he'll cut up a little bit. And you'll be like, oh, shit, he's that guy. But then you got to look at the total body of work and be like, nope, this is a this is an outlier. This one performance is not the standard. This is the outlier. 
the standard is he's going to get maybe 300, probably two touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? Dalvin Cook's going to run a lot. Right. Most of his targets will be going to Justin Jefferson in the red zone. Thielen will get a couple looks, you know, and shout out to Adam Thielen, who's cool with going from the number one to being a, I'm cool with being number two, man. Hell yeah. I'm still getting the ball. Yes. He can get the double teams. I out birth. <laughs> I was tired of the double teams. I was tired of the both. Um, let's just let's stay in the NFC North, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Bay finally gets a win by knocking off the Dallas Cowboys in overtime. The Dallas Cowboys, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you how they lost this game. It's in the overtime, right? First of all, yeah. Fantasy alert. If you don't have this man, Christian Watson, on your team. Put in a waiver. Because <laughs> apparently him and him and Aaron Rodgers are on to something. Put him in that Rodgers waiver now. Three touchdowns yesterday. Two of them, two of them, nice routes. Two of them, nice routes. One, I think, was blown coverage, and he was just down the field. But um, either – after week one, that drop he had, I didn't think Aaron Rodgers would ever throw to this man again. But I don't know what happened. They seem to be on it. But um, it's overtime. It's overtime. Dallas is in field goal range. It's fourth and three, I think. Instead of kicking the field goal, Mark McCarthy's just like, hey, bro, we be crushing fourth down all year. Let's go for it. And then they don't get it. And then now they're like, well, fuck, now we got to stop Aaron Rodgers from getting in field goal range, which they can't do, obviously. Mm-hmm. They've never been able to stop Aaron Rodgers from getting in field goal range for a game-running field goal. In the history of Green Bay and Dallas Cowboys, ever since Aaron Rodgers was a starting quarterback, they cannot stop Aaron Rodgers from getting in the – when the game is on the line, they can't stop Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what nope. it is. They just can't nope. do it. So, of course, Aaron Rodgers gets in field goal range, and they win the game, breaking their – I think they're on a five-game losing streak. Yep. Um, with that being said, let me look at this. They are, when it comes to, I don't, I don't, I don't even think they're getting close to winning their division. I think they're like five games out. Uh, yeah, five games behind, and it, it'll take a monumental collapse from uh from <laughs> Minnesota for them to do that. But you're looking at Dallas. They're six and three. Green Bay is four and six. You are two and a half games back of Dallas at this moment. Do you think Green Bay can turn it on to pressure Dallas for that last wild card spot? Yes. Yes. Because as I say that, San Francisco is five and four. So they're like one game back behind Dallas for that final wild card spot. So that is more competition for Green Bay. Um, in my mind, I'm thinking San Francisco is going to end up winning the NFC West. I think Seattle, what they were doing was great. Um, but I think with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, all those guys healthy, and Jimmy Garoppolo not throwing the ball away because he's also a game manager. He, yep. No touchdowns yesterday. No touchdowns yesterday, but they win the game. Um, San Francisco is going to win the West. Now I'm looking at Seattle. Seattle would be just 
half a game back of Dallas because Dallas uh, had his buy and Seattle haven't yet. So it's a lot of stuff there. My question is, can Green Bay figure out a way to turn it around to be in contention for a wild card spot? They can, but their schedule is really hard. But what they got yesterday is what they needed. And that is a shot of cocaine to the fucking vein <laughs> in their head. They beat the Cowboys. So <laughs> that's what they needed. They somebody need- with fucking cocaine in the vein in their forehead. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they needed that. <laughs> they they needed oh, that because that gives them confidence, and the way they did it, it it gave them a lot of confidence. Now you have you have a little bit of more um, confidence on from your receiving core, right? Because now you have Watson; it has proven himself to be a legitimate threat back there. Now um, you also have Lazard, who can take a little so bit Watkins of pressure off. Yeah, Watkins making yep. made some plays, so. They they have they have what it takes right now to to get it done. Now the rest of their schedule is as follows: They have the Titans, the Eagles, which are both hard games, right? Yeah. Maybe they get the Titans. That's a winnable game for them. The Eagles, not so much. If they can pick off the Eagles, this proves to me that they are on they are on their way. That will that will bring them to six and six, right? And if they beat the Eagles, yep. the rest of this is as follows. The Bears, Rams, Dolphins, Vikings, Lions. So they, if they can beat the Eagles and and, and do that very they're, well. They're undefeated in their division, right? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. They're undefeated because they already beat Minnesota week two or week one. Oh no, Minnesota beat them. That's right. Minnesota got yep. the best of them. So they have one yep. L. They beat Detroit. Did they beat Detroit? Fam, let me let me go back. No, they lost to Detroit. Oh, so they they in the hole in their division. Ah. Yeah. So they got these are all get backs, oh. but they have the benefit of already played yeah. them. So with that being said, if they can yeah. gel up enough to, to pull these games out, they can write the course of of getting into the playoffs and it's November. We all know how it goes with the Cowboys. October. Great. August, September, October. Great. November straight face, December, sad face, January yes. crying. <laughs> Cry face. <laughs> and they are on trend right now. They are on trend. So, it, it, it could be interesting. It could be interesting. Green Bay has they they have some work to do, but I believe they can do it. The seventeen week season helps them out as well, because yes. having only played ten games, they got seven more to fucking do some shit with, and seven right. more games for other teams to wild the fuck out. Before we move on, though, I just want to talk about Justin Fields cutting the fuck up. Um. Chicago has unleashed its full offense just in time for them to trade away their whole defense that can't stop anybody. So now uh, Justin Fields is just balling out empty calories for fantasy. I'm mad. I did not jump on that Justin Fields train. Uh, 
before because he has been blowing the fuck up. Moving forward, though. Uh, I think Chicago might be, and I'm not saying that Minnesota can't duplicate this. I think mm-hmm. Green Bay's time is running running this division is over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's the relationship between Aaron Rodgers and his front office or him and his coach don't get along anymore. Um, Detroit, obviously, in a rebuild. I think Chicago's core to build around is ahead of where Detroit's is at this point. Yeah. The core that's in Green Bay is probably on, on its last legs, probably in its swan song. Chicago is shaping up. This is my prediction. The next within the next two seasons to be the king of the NFC North for probably the next five, six seasons. You if they draft may be right, right about that. Around you, you, you could you might right be right about Justin. that. You might be right. The only this thing that makes all what the I've only been. thing that makes me say this isn't the case is if the Vikings get an upgrade at the quarterback position. If they if they get an upgrade at the quarterback position, Vikings might be there for a while. But who would they get, like free agency or draft? Because their draft position, they wouldn't be in the running for any of these top quarterbacks unless they find a sleeper in a, a later round or something like that. But I think yeah, Kirk Cousins being the like I said, the top tier of game manager, so he's not going to be asking for stupid money, will allow Minnesota to be able to pay and draft at other positions, you know what I'm saying, without worrying about paying Aaron Rodgers' money at the QB spot. This is true. Um, But you could also also do that, and in the later rounds, draft a quarterback that can learn under him. Here's what I'll say. I only say Detroit is behind Chicago when it comes to the core. They could easily, like, if they get rid of Jared Goff, because everything mm-hmm. else outside of their, well, let me stop. Their defense is in the same position as Chicago. They can't stop nobody. Right. It's why they beat Chicago on Sunday. But um, compared to what we've been seeing from Justin Fields the first half of the season to now, um, He's Thursday night football games, you know, to, bro, bro, this boy has, is cutting the fuck up. He figured it out. And, um, yeah, they they unlocked his move set. You know what I'm saying? They got enough mm-hmm. XP. They went to the skill tree. They unlocked all the skills. You know, mm-hmm. so now they cutting up. But I think they're in a position to run that division or that yeah that division um, for the next five to six years within two seasons. They if they if they draft the defense correct and they keep that offense, maybe get a di- bro. If they get a top tier receiver. For this man, like somebody who can win those 50-50 balls, like an AJ Brown, uh mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson, one of those dudes where you just uh, uh DeAndre Hopkins, where you throw it up and you know, like, hey, my man gonna get that shit. Um they they bro, they'll be trouble. They will be trouble. Yeah, they will. They um, need a veteran and receiver. And it's gonna be like, like trying to figure out Lamar Jackson all over again for the NFL. It's like fuck yeah. another one yeah. by another one, I mean. A dynamic quarterback, not a black running quarterback. So, <laughs> God damn it, another one of those? <laughs> God damn. Take it over the goddamn league. I blame you, Michael Vick. Fucking XFL. He hate me. 
Oh man, but yeah, I, I I like looking at this. And uh, as of now, uh, Philly's up on Washington, fourteen to ten in the second quarter of Monday Night Football. So uh, I don't think Philadelphia will lose that. But you know, Washington's a pretty scrappy team, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's one are. of those things where nobody's expecting us to win. Let's go for it. You know, let's, let's, let's go out and get it. Pull all pull all of the tricks. Pull out all the stops. Uh, last thing I want to talk about. Some NBA stuff. Uh, I know you brought it up, and it is something that I've been talking about at work for a while. Um, what is going on with the Warriors, my dude? Uh, at home, untouchable. Uh, on the road, unwinnable. Yeah. Um, 0 for 7, I believe, this season on the road. Um, what? It's not Steph's fault. I'll tell no. you that right now. Steph no. is balling. I will say some of it falls on the clay because he's mm-hmm. not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get it. You have injuries like that, back-to-back seasons, it, it fucks with you. You're never going to be what you were before those injuries. The right. only person I've seen tear ligaments and stuff like that and come back and be better Adrian Peterson. And I believe True. he sold some of his soul to Satan to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> because he tore all the ligaments in his knee, went away for nine months, came back, rushed, Trump almost stick. broke the single season rushing yard, yep. <laughs> and won MVP and NBA or NFL comeback player of the year. And I'm just like, Jesus, what is happening here? I'm like, your knee was just in pieces. <laughs> Nine months ago, a full school year ago, you couldn't walk. Yep. Now you're they trucking. They put the Ayagamoto on his knee and was like, here, my guy, just, just reverse this. Miyagi just went in there and was like this. <laughs> that fucking hand thing. <laughs> what the fuck this shit does? It just rubbed his fucking knee. Blew the fuck up. Um, so I get it. Clay, Clay ain't the same. And <laughs> the fucking puppy. But uh, Jordan Poole has been streaky. Um, he's always been kind of streaky. But with the money that you just extended this dude to, I'm, I'm gonna need Expect a bit more, more. consistency. Yeah. And then you got <sighs> your boy Draymond out there. Uh, <laughs> doing Draymond type stuff. Uh, you also got Andrew Wiggins, who you also extended, uh, who you should be expecting to help out more. What? What do you? What do you? Can you help me try to understand why are they such a different team on the road than they are at home? I don't know, man. Uh, it's just like it's. The difference to me seems to be defensively. They're a lot more scrappier at home. And I feel like is I don't want to say it's because they think they can get away with more at home. Uh-huh. But they are a lot more of a scrappy defense at home than they are on the road. So. Yeah. And at home, you see that translate into points on the road. You don't see as much of that. 
and they falter, like dropping the Sacramento, like, come on. Now, yeah. granted, Sacramento's a, a good team, but come on. Like, these games you win, you know? So, mm -hmm. I don't know. Seven straight, though, that speaks – it speaks to me they are more comfortable at home than they are on the road. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, I'm looking at the games they win at home. They're not winning by a lot. Like their last right. win at home, they beat Cleveland by five. Before that, they beat Sacramento by three. Right. Then they beat Sacramento by three. Um, trying to see like what big wins did they have? They beat the Heat by thirteen in October. Um, then they beat the Kings by five earlier. Beat the Lakers mm -hmm. by fourteen. Yeah, they they don't have like big wins at like you remember when they used to blow teams out, blow them out. like fucking half they're not doing that man they're not doing that and, and then that on the road be, that like, could be on the road they are losing by by it's not like they're getting blown out on the road right i mean some yeah. games they're they lost to the pistons by 14 you know what i'm saying at in in detroit lost to charlotte by seven Lost to the Suns by fucking twenty nine, so that was an ass whooping. But like they, they, like you're not seeing the Warriors defensively be great. You know, like offensively right. they're still putting up plus. Like they haven't been under a hundred all season, and I think that's right. like the new NBA. But defensively, I don't, I don't get it. Like I thought they were. You had a defensive presence. You got Andrew Wiggins, quote unquote, one of the best two way players out there. Clay Thompson, who was supposed to be one of the premier perimeter defenders. Motherfucker always in the running for defensive player in a year. I don't know why, but motherfuckers always say he is uh, Draymond Green. Um, <laughs> I'm not understanding what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not, they're, they're only two games ahead of the Lakers. And the right. Lakers are and that's saying one so. game. Yeah, the Warriors are thirteenth in the West. The Warriors, the Warriors are thirteenth in the West. Just let that sink in. Granted, it's an <laughs> early ass season. There's eighty two games to be played. I get it. I understand. <laughs> Motherfuckers can flip the switch, figure some shit out, right? Um, but fam, this is odd, it's, man. I I I, I don't understand it. And I'm looking at the top team, the Trailblazers, the Nuggets. I was expecting to be up there. Suns, I was expecting the, the Jazz. The Jazz traded everybody, bro. They out there and playing they're ten with and people five from from Eglin intramural basketball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the the thirty plus teams. You know what I mean? Like out there with Sarah Thurman and them out there balling out and shit. <laughs> Uh, the Pelicans <laughs> out there, seventh, you know, um, the, the Thunder, tenth in the last play-in spot for the, the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So, Which is surprising because they is, weren't even on my radar. Right. The Timberwolves, after all the trades and shit they made, they're sitting at 12th, you know. Um, Warriors Game 13th, over the Warriors. Lakers 14th with all the top. Yeah. It, it's bananas to see the parody just the whole fucking conference flipped on his head minus you know two or three teams still in the mix at the top 
Right. Um, but when you move to the East, it's kind of what you expected, right? Bucks, Celtics. Uh, the only out, well, there's a couple outliers. The Cavs and the Wizards. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, uh, I was not expecting the Cavs to click this. I, I figured it would take some time for them to get in there. And a uh, shout out to your homeboy who mentioned, are we sleeping yeah, on the Yeah, shout out to Ty, Mark. I was, but I wasn't expecting the chemistry between uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland to be the backcourt that they are. Right. Just cutting the fuck up. They got Kevin East. Love coming off the bench rewinding time. Well, so yeah, let me tell you, man, if, when you get up there in age and then somebody comes and tells you, hey, man, you ain't going to be playing 35 minutes anymore. We're just going to have you play like 20 minutes. Thank fucking God, because I be <laughs> my knees. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the love that everything is holy. Thank you. <laughs> Ever since LeBron and Kyrie left, it's just been me, and they just been looking at me before. I can't do it. <laughs> Mental my ligaments. Yeah. Bro. Oh, my tendons. Just, just let me know when I get on the court, it's going to be against the other team's B roster. <laughs> and I'm doing I'm doing work on them. <laughs> um but yeah, then you're looking at uh yep, the Hawks are up there, eight and five. Uh yep. Sixers, six, Pacers, Raptors, Knicks, and the Heat. Those are your 10 teams over there in the East. Um and I, I'm this this seems more normal or status quo. Like if you were to tell yeah. me these were the top tens in the East, the only two, like I would say, fucking Wizards are up there. Where the fuck is the Bulls? And you know, and the Bulls are only a game back of ten. Yeah. You know, it's still pretty jumbled up, right? So all the way to tenth, you're only four and a half games back of first place. So like I said, it's not like there's huge gaps because the season is young. But um, the one trend that we talked about. Uh, the the Warriors who bring back their core. I don't think they lost anybody, really. No. And for that, no. that, that's the part. Like, you never see that. Like, you bring back the majority of a championship team, you're not expecting results like this. Right. At all. And this could be hangover. This could be the hangover. They bro, won the but title. They, bro, they've won so many championships. And came back the next season, Balta, bro. The after their first title, and then they came back and won fucking seventy three games. Yeah, like I, they they proved that they are hangover proof at that point because they've been yeah, to how true. many straight finals? You know what I'm saying? This, like, true. and they have never performed like this. You know, I don't know That's if true. last year took so much out of them if they, they had to battle did. harder, but um. Man, I'm just like, I'm looking at last year's roster. I look at this year's roster. I'm like, y'all probably lost like your 10th man, your 11th man in your rotation left. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what the fuck's happening here? Like, what is, what is you, what really was subtracted from your team to where this is, this is the results. Again, it's early. I don't know what's going on. I don't, a lot of people say, the shit that happened in that practice, man, like 
maybe not everybody's okay with Draymond being on the team. Maybe I don't know if 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 that is if that ripple effect is that strong where it's affected them to this point, but that's the only thing I can think be. of. Everybody, you brought everybody back. You Could brought be. everybody back. But Steph is gonna have to be the leader and make that happen if that's the case. Like, I love you, man. We won championships together, but I think it's time to go. <laughs> Steph ain't trying to get punched. <laughs> he's yeah damn he saw jordan Poole's face he's like mm, man i make too much money mm. off my face they call me a baby face yeah. assassin i can't be out here looking like that <laughs> ain't gonna have hey, me andrew, out here with a black him. guy andrew, <laughs> andrew go talk to draymond tell him he gotta go <laughs> i tell jordan to do it but he already tried that yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i really think he's out of here after this season um, I don't know who's going to sign him. Uh, what kind of when's the NBA trade get. deadline? When's that? You deadline? really think they'll trade him before? Yeah. Damn, that'd be wild. That'll be wild. I I, I feel like Kyrie will probably be traded by the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that that'll that'll start the whole rebuilding process again for unless you get like a a great haul for him. Um, but I think a lot of NBA teams are like. No, we're just going to keep offering these table scraps because at the end of the day, um, they don't want him and they'll take whatever they can get to get him off the team. You know what right. I'm saying? So that's probably how they're going to play it. That's how I would if I was a GM. Be like, bro, you can have this fucking second round pick from 2035. Like, what the fuck? Or you can just keep him <laughs> on your team making all that noise. It's up to you, bro. It's <laughs> I can give you this hey. and fucking... Two towel boys and our fucking equipment manager. <laughs> he uses game. He wipes the floor <laughs> he uses really game. well after timeouts. Uniform, yeah. uniform spelling fresh. <laughs> game clean. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, let's go ahead and get into what uh, I like to call buzzer beaters, which is last things we want to hit on, hint on before we, uh, before we wrap the show up. So uh, what do you got for him, man? All right, 281 was good. 282 looks to be great. Uh, right now, there's discussion for John Jones to come back and fight. Uh, don't know if that's going to be the case, but still a nod. They look to end the year on a banger. So look for UFC 282 to be a good one. Uh, rest in peace to Anthony Rumble Johnson, one of the hardest hitters yes. in the history of the sport. Uh, for all accounts, he was a great human being. Uh, I really enjoy watching him fight. Uh, his, his passing was something that I didn't expect. So rest in peace and prayers and condolences to his family. Um, expect an announcement from DFPN on two new podcasts coming, uh, in 2023. So 2023 is already looking bright. And if you like battle rap, you're going to love one of the podcasts. So stay tuned. Keep it locked in the DFPN. Uh, thank you to all the to all the listeners over the different brands. Prove me wrong is just one of the podcasts on the brand, but the numbers have yes, been yes. looking excellent for all the shows. So get this podcast, like it, subscribe it, rate it, share it to all your friends. 
Let's keep having fun. Thank you guys for tuning in. That's all I got. Cool. Uh, last thing I want to hit on is uh, over the weekend, Floyd Mayweather was again in another exhibition <laughs> match against a YouTuber, Deji. Um, of course, <laughs> Floyd walks into these uh, exhibitions, not trying to do too much, just, just you know, get in there, throw some punches and stuff. Uh, Deji was feeling himself a little too much, messed around and caught uh, Floyd slipping, put a cut over his eye. Uh, then Floyd came out of the corner and was like, <laughs> bitch, I told you not to. You must have motherfucking <laughs> forgot what we talked about before the fight. <laughs> we was out here trying to put on a show. You was out here trying to fight fight. So let's fight fight. And then, uh, which led to that fight being stopped after six rounds because uh, Floyd ain't about you trying to make him look bad. Uh, for everybody who is looking at that fight, and I've been seeing all y'all comments all online, Floyd just... Floyd just won't fight a real boxer anymore. He's just trying to protect his record. Floyd has retired from boxing competitively. Yes. He has retired. He has told you that. Retired undefeated. Uh, he does these exhibition matches. You know they're exhibitions. That is why they're exhibitions. They're not sanctioned fights. They are just put on for show. Uh, two, he is probably the smartest businessman in all of sports. I know LeBron is out there making billions. I know Jordan's out there making billions. I know there's people out there making money in sports, which is a beautiful thing. More, more power to them. None of them is smarter than Floyd at making money. Nobody is better at promoting themselves to the point of just making money for showing up to play fight. Millions, by the way, than Floyd Mayweather. This Lastly, Floyd will still fuck you up if you play him <laughs> wrong. Also a fact. That was the most <laughs> different, bro. That reminded what was that movie that uh Damon Wayne's oh, was it Damon Wayne's? Who was it? Yeah, the great white height. Yeah. Yes. And that dude was trying to like, make me look my overhand right TV. puts people to sleep with a hit of yeah. <laughs> and then he started boxing for real. <laughs> Fucked his ass up. That is exactly what that reminded me of, man. I'm just why would you do that? Like you already got the bag. Like the bag is secured because you guys are fighting. It's you are in the ring. The bag, the bag is secured. But no, now you would. Now you pissed off the greatest boxer <laughs> in history. Like he doesn't still have it. You don't like that'd be like, like you get in the ring with Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's like, all right, I'm not gonna fuck you up. I could. Literally but I'm not. ruin your life. But I'm not. We'll just put on a show. And you fucking around and you just like, man, he really has his hands down. I bet I Maybe if you. I get him with a strong enough hook, I can sleep him. You know what? And then you do it and it doesn't work. And he's just like, he oh, smiles so he's, he's at you. Yeah, he smiles so now, at you. Right. So now safe mode is off, right? <laughs> <laughs> So when you hit him like that, in his mind, he's like, oh, beginner mode is uh -oh. off. <laughs> Kill switch. Engage. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go put on my black shorts and I'll be right back. You know, like, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but, uh, put on these black that. Air Force like, Ones real quick. I'm about to whoop your ass. Like Floyd didn't leave boxing. Floyd didn't leave boxing because he couldn't do it no more. He left because he's a smart businessman. As long as I got this 50 and 0. Oh, 
I'm I'm desirable. People want to people want to see me lose now, and it's not gonna happen because I'm in these exhibition matches. So you people just keep tuning in to see motherfuckers lose. Um, same thing the Paul brothers are doing. Well, Jake Paul is doing. Like, bro, as long as I keep getting these motherfucking bumps in here, everybody's gonna buy the fights. So I hope to yep. see me lose, but it ain't happening. So uh my hat's off to Floyd. Keep getting your money, my guy. Um, and if people keep testing you, please keep being quick to remind them that you are indeed still that dude. And uh <laughs> it is what it is. But uh yes. then again to echo everything Black said, um appreciate everybody supporting DFPN across the brand. A lot of shows, it's it's a it's a lot of work. Um Black himself is doing like three shows a week. So uh we try to we try to when when we're not doing a show, we try to relax and stuff, but he is behind the scenes making these other shows a reality. So uh, appreciate everything you're doing behind the scenes, man. And um hopefully uh this bro, one day we can sit back and have other people produce and, and record and all this stuff for us, and we just we'll just be the that's talent the and <laughs> yeah, not that's the goal. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's something we love doing, and we, we love doing it every week, man, especially talking about sports and the different things. So appreciate you guys chipping in, listening, supporting us, giving us those streams, giving us those listens, wherever you're listening to the podcast or viewing them on YouTube and such. Um, and, uh, yeah, bigger and brighter things are coming, so just stay tuned to the DFPN, Death Feeling Podcast Network. Uh, look in the description. You see all our sponsors, the Patreon, all of that stuff there. Feel free to sign up if you want. And um, that's all I got, man. All right. That's it. All right. Uh, tune in next week. Obviously, uh, college football will be a topic to talk about. We'll see if any shakeups happen. NFL, NBA, maybe the Warriors get it back on track. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe one of these episodes, we'll bring Frankie D on. Let's, let's talk some wrestling, man. Let's talk some wrestling on here. Soon. Soon. Okay. Soon. Okay. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> so until next time, I'm the homie Mac, aka your boy, and that is my homie Bread Like a King, made as Kelvin Caitley. Tune in next week, episode seven, or actually, this is seven. Episode eight. Yeah. Next episode week. eight. Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be easy. Peace. Peace. This ain't right. No, those eyes don't look.